I'd rather manipulate than kill. I'd rather manipulate than kill. I found a fucking skill. I found a skill, yo. <laughs> it started like this since I was three years old. I picked up a fucking bad habit. Yo. My very first time that I, I committed sin. I was only a little lad. I was only a little lad the very first time. I thought I was gonna, I thought it was gonna be a problem when I was gonna, you know, go to hell or something. But even as a child, I had no respect for fake ass niggas. And I told my parents this one day. What do you do? I mean, it's fun, you know? I gotta tell you something, you know? I never, I never, I never harmed a person. But it just so happens that, you know, sometimes you just wanna get something. You might be hungry, you might be bored, but it really comes down to that fucking, that, that chemical reaction, because I'm too young to be doing drugs. So now I'm getting that release. So I fucking was addicted. I'm a klepto. I became a professional fucking thief at the age of five. Five years old, I started stealing. I remember I was in the store with my father. In the store, my father, yeah, we're just cool now. He's like, ah, ba, 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 it's my sunny day. We're going down the aisle now. He's unloading all the groceries, but I got this little secret found on my eyes. I'm looking at him. He's not looking at me, but I'm looking at that candy. I see it. It's right there, and it's going to be my mind. So I look at him. I take my hand, and I take my time, and I slide that shit right in my pocket. Yo, that shit changed my life. I felt so fucking awesome from that. I swear. That shit changed my life, yo. Ever since then, I used to fucking stage robberies every single day and every week. I loved it. I had this whole system. Everywhere I go is never the same. Because, shit, yo, I had this big ass fucking Tommy down with the jacket. Yo, I was able to fit fucking bad clothes inside of that shit. I was able to put, yo, I used to steal rocket ships. Like, there was a point in time where you could go to a store and buy a rocket ship. It was like a rocket launcher. And it went like maybe 80 feet in the air, but these things were expensive. You know? Like, the most expensive thing you had in your life at that time was a fucking deep a, a dyno or, or a GT performer. Like, that shit was like $350 and shit. And I had that shit too. But like, yo, every fucking weekend, I went to Staples. I went to Kmart. I went to the fucking stores that sold the fucking Prisma markers, which were mad expensive. Because I was doing graffiti and everything like that. Because I'm a fucker. I'm a, I'm a hip-hopper. Straight up. Straight up. Yo, I robbed so good that it just kept on accelerating and accelerating and accelerating. I started to just rob everything in my school. 
and I'm in IS school, so I'm only like six, seven years old now, and I'm still robbing shit, and I'm breaking everything in my school, tagging up on my school, fucking destroying it, robbing everything from the school, then I elevate. I'm robbing everything from stores, I'm robbing thousands of dollars in fucking art supplies, and I'm fucking robbing barber supplies and all that shit now, now, like, I'm in a, I'm in IS school, no, I'm not cutting hair yet, I'm in IS school and shit now, now I'm fucking selling candy, I sell 10 picks of sticks for a dollar, and two packs of Bumbalicious for a dollar, all my product was free, I didn't have any fucking overhead, no taxes, everything's free. Yo, nobody seen what I was doing. They were like, yo, this motherfucker, that's a white motherfucker. That motherfucker is selling candy. Yes, I was selling candy at the age of fucking, I was in first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. Fifth grade. In sixth grade, at, in sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade, I was selling legal crack. I stole all my shit from Costco now. My parents used to go to Costco. I'd be like, I'll take the ride with you. And they would go off, and I would just stroll off, and then I would wear my fucking, my, my big red fucking uh, double goose down heavy jacket so it looked like I was fat. I was a fat... I was the skinniest bitch up until about, I was sophomore year that I started taking steroids. Yo, so I was able to fit so many things in there. Yo, I really did. I fit basketballs. I fit, in, yo, I fit, I fit the craziest shits. Then, yo, me and my boy, yo, we used to go around neighborhoods like during the holiday seasons and steal all the decorations on everybody's lawns. Halloween, Christmas, oh, you get robbed. Robbing that shit and then setting it up right on his fucking lawn, like on the same block and shit. Yo, robbing people, but like not robbing people, just robbing businesses and companies. And then it just kept on elevating and elevating and elevating because I don't get caught and I fucking love it. It's an amazing feeling. And then it started to escalate. And it never stopped. Yo. Motherfuckers don't even know a hustle. They don't know what a hustle is. They forget the days when an album was about to drop. I was in business, yo. I was a fucking Don. I had every single fucking CD when it was getting released that I had a factory. I had... I had towers of, 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 um, I had CD duplication towers. You have one shot to get to school the next morning with as many copies of the newest album that's coming out, Eminem, Jay-Z, DMX, DJ Clue, it doesn't matter what it is, you have to be able to get that shit first. And you have to be able to make as many of these copies as you can. And it's not just, I know you gotta put that shit in the case. I mean, you present the product properly, you put a label on it, I mean, it all costs more money, but you gotta get good discs though. You gotta get good discs so they spin, they burn faster, because these things were, they had, they were slow. If it was an hour CD, because that's typically what they were, 
Yo, that shit would take about an hour or, or half an hour. And if you had a, a tower, it depends on how many ta- how many drives you had in that tower. Like one to one is one to one. That's it. If you could get a one to two or one to three or one to four. So I think I had a one to two. I was able to do two two rips in my tower at in one shot, which took about a half hour. Then I had a fucking like mad expensive Sony, uh, like a recorder. This wasn't a duplicator. This was a recorder. It was only, it was able to just like duplicate one disc, but it had this whole process. It had to be sealed and all this shit. And it had to get special discs. It was mad money. So I used to use that as an extra. And I had my fucking mother working with me. And she was like my bitch in the kitchen, like, cooking crack. Like, with no clothes on. Like, yo, we were up all night long. Because I also had to wake up in the morning at 5 o'clock and do the fucking daily news. And you want to talk about a fucking hustler? Yeah. I define the definition of hustling. I sold fucking dreams, I sold lies, I sold people everything, if they wanted something, I got it, and if I had it, and I made them believe that they needed it, I'm selling CDs, and I was the fucking man, motherfuckers wanna come and see me, motherfuckers on, I am that dude, I'm not Chinese, but I'm that man that got every CD, yo, you go to school the next day, it's like, yo, I was up all night long, no sleep, we're talking about family business and shit. Yo, it's five dollars a pop. Yo, I was I go to school with a hundred some stack. Eminem, ooh, that shit's gone. Jay Z, ooh, it's gone. Yo, my shit's gone by homeroom period. I sell out in ten minutes. Yo, who the fuck is pulling in hundreds and thousands of dollars on CDs? And then I started selling drugs. Yep, I was selling CDs. I elevated from candy to CDs, and then I got the real candy, because just a little bit later, I started selling fucking ecstasy, and I was the fucking boss, because I fucking got linked up with the fucking Vietnamese mafia that ran Exit, those were my peoples, and they worked at the nail salon next to where I started cutting hair, and there's another job right there, so I'm doing the newspapers, I am fucking selling CDs. I'm also, I started Beats Entertainment, so I'm DJing. Now I'm DJing house parties. I'm DJing private parties. I'm getting paid for the private parties and everything too. I'm getting paid for my paper route. I'm selling CDs. I'm getting paid selling all these CDs as well. Now I'm starting to fucking sell drugs. And I'm also cutting fucking hair. Yo, I was 16 years old with five of my own businesses and my own business cards. So, motherfuckers wanna talk shit, they don't know shit. They don't know what it's like to stay up all night long because they know they only got one shot to make fucking money, otherwise they're broke and they're beat because you don't got a second chance. Yo, people don't got this knowledge. They don't got this knowledge, yo. I sold shit to people in school. I fucking started selling steroids. I started, I gave everybody all their ecstasy. I was running prompts. I was booking limos for everybody to go out to exit. I was the one, what do you need? 
you need weed, you need ecstasy, you need a limo, you need prom tickets, you need 18 and up tickets for fucking Tony Draper on Friday night, oh, you need, you, you want to go to the prom on Wednesday, when's your prom, I'll book your prom, oh, ski trip, okay, I got the ski trip, I get a thousand dollars a bus, we're going out to fucking that bullshit place, I, I get paid fucking thousands of dollars, it's like, okay, cool, and then I start DJing, get a residency in the red room, now I'm getting paid, I'm not even allowed in there, it's, my, it's like my first gig, I don't even know how to fucking DJ, and I'm playing in my own fucking room in the city, like, and I don't even have a car, I, like, it's crazy, I gotta get rides and shit from fucking people and shit just to get there, and I'm selling drugs, and now, I got caught, I actually get caught with, on having my residency in the red room, I got caught by the fucking bouncer that checks you when you go in there, with a hundred hits of fucking ecstasy and two hundred, two hundred like comps, like uh, paper comp, uh, plastic comps, because I was in the office before that, and I got or everything for the following week. So they knew I was a DJ, and then they called everybody in the entire fucking. This is when Michael Julian and Rob T and all these motherfuckers got called down because it was a big deal. Little Neil Beats came up in here and started a problem, and it's motherfuckers, obviously not no little fucking, this isn't a fucking uh, come by night kid. Nah, yo, but they thought there was an inside job. Nah, it is an inside job. See those fuck, see that entire dance floor? They are the mafia, and I am their, I am their white fucking lucky chums. Not the promoters, yo. Rob T and everybody, yo, they all got yelled at and shit. Yeah, because of me. Me and Rob T is a fucking jihad. Fucking Arab. We're fucking rich motherfucker now with, with tech support living in, in Ibiza. And, and Michael Julian is running one of the biggest agencies in the entire fucking industry. Two of my friends that I grew up with uh, since day one, they're, they're two of the biggest people in the entire industry. It's like, yo, I see you. I remember you when you were just a little boy, bro. And then that shit didn't stop because it elevated and I started selling to other people in other states. These motherfuckers were coming in and I had the, the tan salon so hot. I used to do business in the tanning salon because the tanning loft that was right next door to the barbershop. So, you know, if you cut hair in the barbershop, I got put onto weed and then I got put onto cocaine. So I'm cutting hair down. Now I'm fucking cutting hair all, like cutting hair all day. And now, and my, my fucking boss is my friend and he's also a major drug dealer. So now I got, and it just so happened that he was getting from my guy next door too. The fucking the fucking guy long, the Vietnam that actually did my mother's nails so every time the guy showed up to my house my mother knew what was going on but you know what we did, I was the bootleg guy, so whenever you bought Jay-Z, not, whenever you bought the Halloween, like son, Jonathan Peters, Halloween party at Sound Factory, uh, the S&M party, all those CDs, I made them, <laughs> I made those CDs and I gave them to the, for them to bootleg that was part of the deal and so every time the guy showed up with hundreds of hits of ecstasy, or I had to pay him, and all the shit, it was like, yo, my mother knew what he was about. She watched all the people going in and out, and him doing deals and shit like that. And it's like, yo, yo, leave me alone. It's like, no, I'm just gonna give him a CD. It's like, yeah, okay. And now, now I start to fucking, you know, mature, and start taking on more and more and more and more clientele. 
that I got every single fucking tanning loft on the island as my as my office. I smashed every single girl in every tanning salon. One of them is actually one of my dead girlfriends. And um, eventually the fucking tanning looms, uh, they got, the FBI started to watch them. Because in one parking lot where I was cutting hair, we had the barbershop, the nail salon, and the tanning lawn, tanning salon, because we were all right next to each other, and that, that's my business. Those were all my offices and my places of work. And, and my, my source, the fucking feds were sitting and, and staking out all the spots now. It was like, okay, I guess we're, don't, no more business in the, in the, I'm not selling in the tanning salon, because I used to go in the tanning salon, I was able to tan for free, and I would go right into any room, I would just tell the girl, yeah, right, I'm taking one of the rooms right here, and I would just wait for the girl, for whoever's coming to meet me, and be like, yo, come to the room, and they would just walk in the room, and I'd be, and I'd just conduct business in one of the fucking rooms in the tanning loft, and then I go right, right, right back next door, and I, and I continue to cut hair. Yep, this is the way I ran shit. I ran shit like a fucking G. I didn't need to bring shit to the club because that one fucking time I did that for a favor and that fucked me. But I still kept going back and I just brought less. I would sell before the club and I would only bring in like maybe 40 or 50 for the club. But then I, st- I left there and I started going to Sound Factory and then that's when I was fucking a whole other, whole other experience. Now I'm pumping. I'm pumping. I'm the source. Everybody in the entire fucking Staten Island section waited for me to get there. They needed my K, they needed my Coke, and they needed my ecstasy. And every single person, I supplied it to them, and they waited. And I was there every morning before I ate my bacon and cheese, and I was one of the last people to leave. I never paid a bouncer ever. They tried to shake me down once, they failed. And that was it. That was a very successful fucking run. I loved it. I would go by myself, too. And my mother knew because she would be like, uh, "Yeah, you know, you go, you going to, you going to uh, work." She would call it work because that's what I used to call it work. Because it's like, "Yeah, I'm going to work. I'm going to the club. I'll be back in a couple hours." And this is how I make money. Like, I, I, I gotta go make like a fucking two thousand dollars right now. Like, I mean, how else am I supposed to survive? I don't. I'm still young now. Like, I'm not even DJing clubs yet. I'm still young. This is the way it goes. And it, and it doesn't stop, yo. Know? It's like tick-tock, you don't stop. So now this just keeps elevating. And it, now I'm selling coke. Oh, shit. Now, now money's fucking flowing. Now I'm fucking Noriega. And it, it's just like more money's coming in, more problems coming in. More money coming in, more problems coming in. People want to try to tell me who I'm getting shit from. I ain't buying from you. I ain't fucking scared of you. Fuck you. Fuck your mother too. People trying to shake me down like, because I got the best shit on the island. And I'm just this younger kid. It's like, yo, I got the best shit, the cheapest prices. And everybody in your neighborhood wants to come see me because I treat them with respect. Now I'm selling coke. And I'm fucking selling so much that I don't need to DJ because I make money. I make more money than every DJ. Every single DJ, and if I was a DJ, it would be an opener DJ, opening for Hot 97 DJs and shit like that, getting basic bullshit pay, which I eventually did. But it was the whole point. It's like, yo, I make, I make, I'm making fucking hundreds of dollars. And I didn't go out one night a week, yo. We went out every single night of the week in the city, yo. Same click. We had a fucking click. Me, Joey, Frank, Asante, fucking, um... 
But sometimes Rizzo be with us and shit like that. Like, it, it, like yo, we stood together. It, that was it. Like, yo, we went out everywhere and I made just as much money as them. I never paid for anything. And then eventually I started to get little gigs here and there to DJ. So that was great. And then I had to make a decision because as I'm getting older and I'm taking this shit more serious... I had to start changing my image, so I decided to not be so openly about what I do, and I just not do things in the open, not look like a mess, and that worked out, and this is how it all started, which is, uh, I also now recreated every, my whole process of fucking the Neil Beat story, and exactly how I structured it and made it work. I also am branding that story to now be... I'm going to be able to legally do it all over again in, in, in uh, virtual reality. Because I created a fucking product and a brand that's called the Psychedelic... The, the, the Simulated Psychedelic Experience. Yep. So I figured it worked once, it's going to work again. But now there's no more... I don't have to worry about getting arrested. So that, I just provide a service... So people are going to actually be doing drugs again, but they're not doing drugs, but they're going to be in virtual reality, going out, and they're going to be popping hits, ecstasy, doing LSD, ketamine, and I'm going to be providing them the knowledge, and they're going to be getting all the side effects, visuals, how long the peak, the, the peak duration, the come down duration, it's going to read their temperature, their eyeballs, it's going to read their emotions, it's going to hear what they're saying, it's going to affect their vision, and then it's going to keep on adapting to them. And this is them tripping out because if you were tripping out, it's visual. Uh, and, and it's like, I'd rather do a virtual reality trip than have a fake pill. <laughs> that, so I got this already. I got, I'm like branding this to be able to be sold <laughs> with dice and Ticketmaster and all the big events. Like, you want to go and buy Red Bull or you want to do whatever. It's going to be like, yo, I am sponsored. It's like sponsorship because I'm providing knowledge. Every time somebody does it, I'm giving them the knowledge to prevent them from doing it in, the, in real life. So if they do decide to do it in real life, they're going to be provided with all of the side effects. A real, like, legitimate pamphlets from the fucking, you know, um, FCC or whatever the fuck it is. And I don't actually need approval of, everybody, of anybody because I'm not giving anybody anything. It's not even real. So, I'm actually providing a digital service, and I'm selling it like a drug, like you have to go and buy a drug, and it's going to be branded, so you got to look for the dealer in that, in that, wherever concert you're at, and you're going to buy it like you buy drugs, because I want it to be real, and you're going to cop that shit, and you're going to, everybody's going to be looking, everybody's looking for something, and that's what they do, some of them just want to be used by you, so perfect, you just came on. You're going to have to look for the, the symbol. Follow the symbol and then you'll be able to fucking find that product. Because I'm going to brand each product with a symbol. Find the symbol and you'll find the dealer. And then everybody's going to talk about it. It's going to be like um, um, 21 Jump Street. Like, But when their eyebrows are going all over their fucking head. 
that's what I'm looking to do. But you can you can opt out whenever you want if if, if, if I don't know if if you're a bitch. But like no, if you have a problem, like obviously if I should like to do that shit, you can't be doing that anyway. So all the legalities, the covenant stuff, and I have an entire business plan. I have a target audience, a market. I know who my audience is. I know what their hobbies are. I know where they live, how much time they spend, how much money they make, where they go to school. I know I have all this because I'm I, I'm capable of using ChatGPT with prompts to give me what is thousands of dollars of knowledge from other professional people that take mad long to get me this shit. I was able to do research and shit, which is why I know that the future of the fucking industry is a, it already excelled past what it was. So we had the live event industry pre-COVID and I was at its highest point. It, it, it hit billions. Billions for the first time. It, it it was at the highest point ever. COVID happened. Everything shut down for two years. Now we have facts, and it keeps coming out because the dude that takes that took over Simon Dun Dunmore's um, position with a uh, defected. He is he's got multiple positions in the government plus the job plus he he's the CEO of of. Um, of Defected, which is the, the number one company, and they're out in the UK, so like he, that's where everything is, nothing's here, so I see his posts constantly, and he, he's always providing the information on what goes on for fucking nightlife and industries and all this shit, so it's already known, it's official, and it's, and, and it's getting worse out there too, so we have lost 50%, probably maybe 60% now. 60% of every single venue is gone. 60% of all venues in the world, not London, not New York, 60% of every venue prior to COVID, they're gone. So, if we're, and we're already in like the, we already hit about 10 billion in virtual events this past year. We surpassed the highest point in real live events. We are already, we surpassed that already in virtual events. Now I start, I got all the, I got all this analysis on all the technology like Oculus and all the specific brands that are making money that are responsible for fucking the, the technology and are responsible for, um, or, or host these events. So I know how much, I know what they're generating and who, who the audience is and what's coming up. So I was able to create target audiences for very specific people to advertise to them. And, and, and basically, it's not, advertising doesn't cost money anymore because there is no more A-B testing. So it's a projected 40 billion in, in like two, to, in like another three years. 40, 40, 40 billion, 40 billion dollars, 40 fucking billion dollars. The fucking future, my future, my fucking life, what I care for. Every, like, yo, the, the, yo, people are, and, and you know what the sad thing is? Because the prime market of all consumption in music 
is a teenager. That's facts. The sad thing is, this shifts. It, 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 it actually is going to start to shift and become the, the, the main the main like uh, age group that's going to be supplying like the the fucking at least I don't know if it was 50% but like a large chunk of this 40 million they're, they're in their 20s and th- up, up until like 20 like oh, about what was the number I don't even know I think it was like fucking see cause it's, it's like up to 18 it's like six, up to 16 or 18 that is the first group and that that is the group that's if you Taylor Swift, it, it it doesn't matter if you're fucking um two chains, Jay Z, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, John Crocker, fucking um smashing pumpkins, like yo you, the music that is being consumed and bought comes from a teenager. And if they don't pay for it, their parents give them the money to pay for it. Adults don't pay for shit. Adults don't spend the money. They're not the dominant income sources. They don't They don't go to the events and pay money and buy and support. They're not fans. You have super fans, and there's three levels of super fans. And these are kids. But this shift is going to start changing to adults because the fucking men are pussies. They're gonna be jerking off with goggles on their face. They're not even gonna. Yo, yo, I'm gonna get these motherfuckers high and have all the information for where their girls are and then just smash their fucking girls out and take videos of me doing it and then teach them a lesson. Like, now we're gonna sit down and we're gonna have a fucking. Uh, uh, we're gonna get in a circle and we're gonna tell you that do you think we think that you need to go to rehab like because you were so addicted and you chose you chose you made the wrong decision you decided to jerk off with goggles on while your girl that you say that you love um, just got smashed by the person that you actually bought the fake fucking uh, DMT from. How was that trip, by the way? Great, right? I know. I saw you shaking, but I didn't. I didn't want to like. It, I, I I get kind of weird. I can't do that. So it's like no homo. You know. I, I didn't want to fucking lose my heart on why I was smashing your girl. By the way, she's got to work on giving head. She don't got good tongue technique, but I mean, I'll, I'll be able to fucking to handle that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, and like, mama, uncle, sister, they're there, and they're like, we went through this before, you know, like, we re- I was addicted to heroin, you know, I was on pills before, it's like, yo, what, this motherfucker's on goggles, this motherfucker's on Oculus, all he's doing, he's just wearing eyeglasses, because it's the same thing as us looking, we perceive in a virtual reality, it's a virtual reality perceiving virtual reality, Take the goggles off, you fucking prick, and experience life. But I mean, I, that's not professional, but I'm just saying, like, it's funny. 
this is what the world's coming to. And I'm writing an article. This is why I have a, I have, I have an article that I'm writing now that I'm confronting a lot of different uh, specific areas of why this is happening, who, who's responsible for this. Uh, just, it's, it's very well written, like, because it's, I go, I'm, everything's got to get fucking done properly. I go back and forth with uh, ChatGPT and I prompt it to become, you know, a professional fucking journalist and everything. And I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because I got to start impressing people on link, LinkedIn. I, and this is, I had my friends that should like listen to this shit, that, like my talk, my, my recording. And it's like, yo, they get like, yo, this is, you know, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. And it's like, yo, I've been doing, and you even said it. Everybody says it. Like, yo, you know, like, you should start to, you need to do something. You should, and this is what I am. This is who I am now. I'm the fucking teacher now. And I'm not, but see this, I'm a te- I am, I'm that teacher, but I'm also the teacher in training who's still seeking to learn. I just haven't found anybody that's worth learning from, because nobody impresses me. There's no opportunity out here. Uh, I gotta get away from the dumb. The, everybody out here is too dumb. Nobody has respect. I have, that's why I'm going for it. I'm going to France. There's no respect out here. This country is is gonna is fading and fading and fading. They don't give a fuck. They destroyed this country. This country is being destroyed. I'm get, I gotta get out of here because I want to be around people that are of the highest. Like I'm studying quantum physics and 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 and, and fucking nuclear fucking fit, like strict theory and. The entanglement, like I, I got all of Oppenheimer shit, all Thomas Edison shit, yo, all these germs, like everything. It's like, yo, I'm so fascinated with the universe that, like, I have to be in the universe, and I will be. I need to be on the fucking moon. I talk to the moon, like, I, I, I fucking, I honestly, like, I, I flirt with the moon now. Whenever I see a full moon, I find it to be one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life, and I. I find things that, like, I used to kill. Nowadays, like, they make me cry. Like, and it's not even, like, you're, it's not even an emotion or, like, weak or you're a bitch. No, it's like, I'm amazed at how beautiful everything in the world is. And how, because it's just, I understand, I have an understanding of how it's just amazing. And I know how much shit works. And I still don't know how it works because it doesn't make sense. We are blessings. We are the... Yo, we... Our body's a sacred vessel. It's, it's amazing. Everything's so sacred. Everything is so easy. And it's like, I can't keep on seeing... I can't see people being taken advantage of it anymore. I'm not letting these fucking bitches... These... There's no such thing as equality, yo. They're not taking my fucking positions. And I don't let women tell me what to do, especially when they don't put in their time. And I don't give a fuck who you are, yo. You were here doing shit, you're done now. I'm calling you out, you're done. What did you do to contribute? Because 
if you want me to re to, to have to re-explain what your role was in life, I will let you know what it was. But guess what? It ain't about you because it ain't about you. Motherfucker. It's like, yo, you do this shit to fucking, you do this because you love it. People want to do this because they want to consume. And I abuse everybody. I, I, I do it again. I abuse, I don't speak, I don't say names though. I'm not calling people out by names. I like to do subliminal messages. Nobody's even worth me giving. I'm, see, like Jay-Z says it, I'm not going to call nobody out by a name, but I'm going to state shit that's going to really bother somebody. So if it bothers that person, that means that one's the bitch. And that's my first attack. That's my first battle where I, I will now... Let me let me settle this because anybody that ever answers me is proving to me that they are exactly what I'm stating they are because we don't have role models we lack role models and if I have to be that guy I'm going to be that guy because that's what I mean I, I, I sacrifice my life all I care about is providing opportunity for the future but the thing is I don't like the future because the future is dumb and I'm I didn't do this to, to be, to like not have any of the locations exist, opportunities exist, and I ha who's listening? Because if somebody ever, you're not allowed to go on your phone, not, not near me, no. I have rules. I don't give a fuck. And I'm crazy. I'm, 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 I'm the, I'll stop pulling the Kanye, like I don't care, but I'm not dumb like that. Like, I know Zionist Jews are on the fucking world, but I don't got fucking $80 million sneaker deals. I do have a, a, I do have a deal in, in Italy, which is another thing. I'm doing fashion, and then I'm also doing, yo, Unify, um, the Crooked Saints. That's my fucking, that's my school. I'm going to be in Greece. I'm in France, but I'm... I'm gonna literally start to form a foundation of knowledge, and I'm also I want to form a union. I'm gonna form a union, a structure. I want to, I you know, this shit needs to be taken care of because we cannot go into, we can't, we can't keep doing this shit. We're not doing virtual reality because people are out in events not even present. They got their phone in front of them, and I'm not allowing that. And I I state this shit in this letter. And it's like, yo, I am not allowing people to destroy everything that I've been fucking working for. It's like, that's why I have the motivation. I don't give a fuck. I have nothing to work forward to. Like, it's like, yo, there is no such thing. Music's got no money and there's no fucking pride. There's not even a release of stimulation of chemicals. I can't DJ. What, after hours? No. What, in these places where people come up, up to you? No. I'm in an environment that I am completely in control of. I need a professional environment. It doesn't have to be 5,000 fucking people. But, I mean, Pashita was like 700, 750. And I like that size. And it had strip poles. It's fucking like, 
I don't know. It's crazy. I gotta get out of here. Like, I've been intentionally starving myself for the first time in my life. Just so I could know what it feels like to not have money and not have food. Because that's what I do. No, I swear to God, I'm Gandhi. I'm, I know what I'm doing. There's a method to this madness. I'm a very unique person, and I really hope one day somebody shoots me in my head. And the only way that somebody could die is if they stop speaking that name and, and, and they stop remembering that person. You, you make somebody alive the second you say their name, they exist. 